Made of She Academy is back with yet more inspiring content to help you women listening on your respective journeys of self-healing and self-development. If you're serious about improving your life, soul and mind, then don't just tune into this podcast, enroll onto one of my online courses or workshops, or read more about the women's events and retreats I host and co-host around the world. What else is happening is that MOS Travel is also expanding. This is my bespoke independent travel concierge that all listeners are welcome to make full use of. If you're planning on going away and that's a service you think you might need, then head on over to mostravel.co and book in your free consultation now. We work with all destinations and budgets in mind. Are you ready to get into this podcast episode? Let's begin. Hello, hello people. I hope you're well. This is another beautiful Saturday and there's a lot of back and forth with my podcasts of late. I am currently recording from Manchester. I'm here for the weekend only. I haven't moved back. I'm still very much in London, but I wanted to come on here because something's happened (laughs) or at least not something's happened in my life, but I noticed yesterday on social media that my ex-boyfriend has gotten married and um, before I go into anything to do with that relationship or about love or you know the psyche when it comes to opening and activating that heart chakra and and feeling and giving love I just want to say this person was so important in my life in fact at one point was the most important person in my life period and to be able to see him so happily in love and really content and just glowing you know a handsome man with a very beautiful woman it just made me genuinely honestly so happy and so proud and it's such a weird emotion to have for somebody um that you spent so many years with and and was so captivated by for so long. <laughs> and I, I feel, you know, even having those feelings and being aware of those feelings was really refreshing for me as well to be able to observe that because no longer does this person have the power over me that they used to, which comes with negative connotation that I can delve into in a minute, you know, it kind of shown a lot of growth and a lot of healing on my part as well to be able to look at that and have such pride and have such joy and and love for that person but from a platonic way if that makes sense so yeah I, I just feel super happy that I've moved through that and and it's not to say I've had a realization that I've finally got over that because I'm talking years and years and years and years ago this relationship was this was we were kids. I'm I'm a grown woman now. I'm almost 31. We were children. <laughs> we're talking teens and early 20s. But at the same time, it's my last reference point in a lot of ways because whilst I've been in many different relationships and have very profound feelings of love with other men since, I haven't actually actually had a full-blown official boyfriend girlfriend scenario since that person so he's my last point of reference for a lot of things and I know that I moved on from that relationship and on from that person in particular a long time ago so this wasn't a realization that oh suddenly I'm over it excuse me 
but it was the realisation that I no longer carry the burden or the trauma that that relationship inflicted. As beautiful as it was in many ways, I did suffer a lot. It was my first real love and my first heartache. So I'm sure as as many can understand, you know, <clears throat> when it comes to your first love, you feel it so gravely and it affects you so profoundly. And when that's over, if you're not the person who initiated that or ended that, so to speak, it's all consuming. It really takes a lot to be able to move on from that. And yeah, it's nice to be able to see that person thriving in life and have nothing but love and warmth and feel nothing towards them. It's beautiful. It's really nice. <laughs> so yeah, this is just a ramble. It's not a well-formulated podcast episode, but I did want to talk about love. I did want to talk about growth, um, attachment style, all that kind of stuff that I love to talk about in general, but apply it to this situation. Stop what you're doing. I have two really special opportunities I want to tell you about. This is your invitation to lean into a new level of self-care and make use of my fantastic new ambassador partnerships with Yoga United and Yoni Pleasure Palace. Either follow the referral link that I'll be posting in my episodes and you'll receive a percentage off or you can head to each of their websites directly and enter the coupon code made of she. These two amazing brands offer you ethically and naturally made products, everything from yoga mats and bolsters to natural crystal yoni eggs for strengthening your pelvic floor or pleasure ones to awaken your sensuality. Shop now for the latest products. Thank me later, girls. So hands up, who's ever been in love? Who has ever been head over heels to the point of insanity? <laughs> in love, in lust, in adoration, in awe of another person. I'm pretty sure I'm saying this and everybody's like wholehearted yes, a resounded yes, I have. I've experienced it, I've felt it, I've moved through it, I've grieved through it. It's been crazy. Um, I know that everything experienced in love with another person truly is a gift. Even if the details or the events, the components of its happening can be heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, the most unideal, the most triggering situations, um, as much as they can also be powerful and divine and karmic, right? And Oh, it's just such a beautiful experience in life to be able to have somebody by your side who can really feel you and understand you and, yeah, help you operate at your highest good. It's amazing to have deep and honest and heartfelt love. What I want to talk about today is just kind of the unfortunate yet beautiful things that can happen with love. You know, it's a really multidimensional concept and... It's the kind of experience that we've all had that can send us in somersaults and send our minds in a spin or a tizzy. And something that I've learned from my own experiences of love with many different people, not even necessarily the ex that I referred to who has just got married, who, by the way, I'm very happy for. Huge congratulations to you and your lovely partner. Um, and it's so nice to see that person doing well. But not necessarily about him, 
yes, of course, seeing him get married has brought on this kind of idea. And the reason it's brought on that idea is because my friends were asking me more about that relationship. And I remember, well, just, and, you know, recalling certain memories and bringing up pictures to show them and and having the realisation, wow, we were so young, we were actual children, look at us. But also remembering how deeply, madly in love I was with this person brought up a few emotions. So not so much was it seeing him get married, as I've explained, but seeing the old photos and, and identifying with the old version of myself Knowing what I know about how the relationship ended and how I became a shell of that former version of myself, the pain and the suffering that I had to work through and the journey that I've been on thus far to even be here, still with some of that pain that hasn't been worked through and alchemized yet or transmuted into something, I know that because I haven't actually had a official relationship with anybody else since you know I've seen people but I've developed insecure attachment style that flits between avoidant that flits between anxious that is a combination of each and knowing how that's manifested in more adult relationships shows and proves to me that you know there's still something from that that's being carried that hasn't yet been worked on um but you know, at least with those experiences, I know two things are true and valid and very real. And that's that love has enabled me to advance in my own lessons in divine sovereignty and truth and just self-honouring. It really has brought me on that journey again. It's brought me to that place again. It's initiating lots of self-realisation, self-love, self-worth, all these things that were lost and a little bit murky at certain points in my life post that relationship that I'm still working through and have have grown in. And the second lesson is, it really is that which is meant for me in accordance with my highest good, my highest purpose, will certainly be magnetised to me. And the only way I'm going to ever attract that or any person who feels love and and wants to then find love um, is ever going to attract that is through this cultivation of our own inner essence and just having and remaining and, and keeping this trusted knowing that things will happen for you. The universe has this divine system of working where things happen the way they're meant to happen things unfold the way they're meant to unfold and just having this divine knowing this trusted understanding and knowing that everything's happening for your highest good your greatest good opening yourself up surrendering to that is powerful and magnetic and definitely in terms of the law of attraction and vibration will bring you closer to that in which you want and that in which you're seeking and and trying to manifest and call into your life. But you need to get to that level of sovereignty. You need to understand your own truth and come to a place of self-love and realisation and actualisation for those things to then fall into place. So they're the lessons that I've actually felt having experienced real 
heartfelt love, honest love. And so now I'm at a point in my life where I'm able to claim this truth as my own wholeheartedly and that can never be broken. And it's also a fact, a truth that I would never apologise for, you know? I guess the kind of reason for me wanting to do this podcast as well is because I want to remind the women listening who resonate with this situation, this whole situation, whether you're somebody that's experienced love, whether you're somebody that's experienced heartache, whether your ex (laughs) has got married or somebody you've loved or shared very powerful moments in time with, um, has gotten married or moved on, we're here to experience and perceive all things in our life with love, all things in our life with appreciation and full heart and gratitude. I'm at the point in my life where I'm really positioning myself to be able to allow things to happen without forcing things to happen. For a very, very long time, specifically after that relationship ended, I was very much a person that was doing a lot of bidding and forcing of things to happen. Like I really couldn't relinquish not so much relinquish control, I really couldn't let go, I really wanted to force that relationship to stay as it was, I couldn't let go, we were together for a good number of years and you know there was this lingering on for a year where I really really thought with all of every fibre of my being I thought we were going to get back together, I made myself super available, I tried really hard, I overextended myself, I overaccommodated to try and win the affection and love back from this person and the more I came from this place of need and want and desperation the more it was a repellent the more this person resisted the more this person recoiled and equally in turn the more I latched on hence you know the anxious attachment style that I developed I and I understand where that came from not only was it young age and naivety and just not having learnt moving through heartache for the first time in my life how do you navigate those waters you don't know what you're doing you know I acted purely from heart I couldn't let go because my heart was so heavy it was hurting so much and acting from a place of trauma. You know, I've explained, I lost my dad at a teenage. My mum had a stroke and was quite severely emotionally unavailable to me. That experience of love and warmth, I didn't want to let that go. Of course, I didn't want to let that go. I had already lost a lot of love in my life. You know, my dad was the provider of that, of most of that in the most uh, not only practical but emotional sense and that had gone that was absent in my life you know when my dad first died I had another boyfriend again I I could say that was a first love in some respects Um, I don't think it was it wasn't as felt it wasn't felt as gravely as as this person that I'm referring to now like the um, inspiration for this podcast episode but I was with another person I was very young I processed, or at least 
lived the aftermath of my dad's death whilst being in that relationship. So when that relationship ended, I very much latched onto his family. It wasn't so much him, (laughs) but it was his family. And particularly the reason for that was because his paternal side of the family grew up with my paternal side of the family. So they knew my dad, they knew my granddad, they knew my backstory, they understood my family. So I think that level of knowing and that level of appreciation for who I was, was comforting given that my dad had gone. A part of that family was gone. There was an emptiness within me that they were able to fill just by understanding and knowing who my dad was, if that makes sense. So I I clung on to that relationship. And then when that was finally over, I mean, as I said, I'm almost 31. And even now, in I don't talk to them regularly, but, you know, I, I'd connected so deeply with that family. There's a dog barking next door. <laughs> I'm going to continue, though. Even that family in today's world, I still talk to and have love for. I don't talk to the individual that I used to go out with, but certainly the mother who I really bonded with will exchange messages every now and then. And I'll always have love for that lady. It's it's not somebody that I look at as, oh, ex's mum. It's like an actual friend, (laughs) which is very weird to many people, but, you know, makes sense to me and that individual. And that's lovely. And I, I am the type of person that creates very deep bonds. And to me, they're you know, unbreakable. It takes a lot to sever ties when you've got to that level with me. These are people that I connect with for life. And at least if you're not present in my life, if you're not a main feature in my life, there's always a space for you in my heart. I'm just very much that kind of person. So mum, still somebody I love and think about and cherish. And then fast forward, I went into this relationship that I'm referring to now. I would say that at the time that me and this person got together was when the real grieving for my dad really hit. Well, I would say that when that relationship ended after four years and whatever the lingering time was, was when I really started grieving for my dad, as well as the loss of that relationship. And it meant that I was clinging on for dear life. I just couldn't let it go. How can this happen again? Somebody I love so deeply is leaving. And how do you go from being the most important person in my world, in my little universe, to there being nothing? Abyss. You know, I I couldn't handle it. It was hard. <laughs> and I know that's what heartbreak is that's what your first love does and that's what it's there to teach you and and yeah lessons that need to be learned character building I've lost my train of thought but I now feel like I'm at the place where insecure attachment dysregulated nervous system trauma you know deep embedded trauma is not something that resonates. It's not something I wish to carry forward into my 30s. This is something that heavily arced my 20s. And it comes to a point where you do the maturing, you do the growing, you do the, you know, inquiring with self. And you make the decision that enough is enough. This is not my responsibility to carry this. This is not my burden. 
the hurts that I'm carrying. It's not my identity. And I deserve more for myself. And actually, here's the time to do more for myself. So, yeah. I feel great that love has enabled me to go to the very pits and just like a phoenix rise from the ashes and be glorious and honor myself and truly cherish what all those lessons have given me another kind of bit of wisdom that I want to go into very much inspired by a lady that I follow on social media I love her whole aura I love the way that her mind works and how she articulates herself. I think what she shares is is super profound, super spiritual and motivational, but just transcendental and activating. Yeah. She shares the idea and notion that who you are is a concept that has no final state, no final phase. It's instead this evolution of embodiment and this idea of the embodiment it develops throughout time and it develops throughout trials and tribulations and traumas and pains and it's via these layers of experience and these layers of our own consciousness of experience of experiencing rather ourselves in form and frequency does that make sense because when I read it, I had to read it again to really, really understand the wisdom. And I love, you know, she's interweaving these light codes into her Instagram and into her music. She's a musician. She dances. She flows. Oh, it's such an inspiration. I just wanted to share that because I feel like when you go through challenge and change and transition when you experience love and pain and hurt and loss, in order for your internal truth to be discovered, in order for your internal truth to be distinguished and for you to love authentically yourself first, you need to peel back these layers and you need these phases and these experiences and experiments to be able to resonate with clarity and to be able to reveal your truth and to connect to your truth. It's an eternal journey of ups and downs. This is not the first time I'm sure that I'll ever be hurt by love. This is not the first time that love will ever bring me lessons and exploration and play to be able to decode. You know, it takes these polar operizing, operizing, is that the right word? It takes these polar opposites and these frequencies, and these pressures and hurts, as I said, to solidify and strengthen your own frequency, your own core frequency, it really does. And yet, irrespective of it all, what a really exciting thing for us to be able to experience. How enticing is that thought that love can really bring us this gift to be able to find a higher perspective and higher meaning and higher purpose and higher truth. How profoundly great is that gift? How beautiful does that make every moment that's spent in love or out of love recovering from love? 
it's such a mysterious, alchemizing opportunity to be able to travel through all these layers and these extensive parts of yourself to be able to make this foundation of who you are, who you truly are in essence. And I feel like that realization that I've had, or at least the reminder that I've had, because I've been doing this work for a lot of years post that relationship, is so divine. You know, just a couple of hours ago, I was gifted an opportunity to deepen and strengthen my own healing powers. I was given this idea of regeneration. After looking at photos of me as a young girl, so deeply in love with this person, and knowing how hard I crashed after that relationship had happened, you know, the loss that I felt, through no blame of anybody, you know, we were young, it's life. But to suddenly move through that again and and identify and resonate with that old version of myself and, and feel that elevation and spinning and heart opening, but also, you know, the knowing of, of what that also meant for me. Moving through that portal, but then being able to come out of it and see myself here and now immediately greets me with this feeling of Wow. Wow. Healing has taken place. Growing has taken place. I feel so blessed. It's it's just amazing. It's amazing. I really feel like I've had a bit of a shift and I've found myself just anchoring into this overflowing sense of love and just pure presence with my power now, having moved full circle from a place of innocence, but lots of power, opening to the beauty of love, moving through, moving through, you know, emptiness, being taken to the depths of my soul, and then knowing that I've come full circle and that my wounds are being soaked in this love juice, this healing plasma. I don't know, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but just knowing that mind, body, and soul feels so much more settled than what, even if it was five years ago, looking at those photos or seeing pictures of a wedding, knowing the dis- like the distress or maybe not distress i don't know but it would have been different i wouldn't feel so happy in the way that i do now the emotions cropping up would be more sad they'd have they would have sad under- undertones there would be again even if it wasn't oh i wish i was with him kind of i'm not over him because it wouldn't have been about that even if it wasn't about that it would have been i'll see that person's happy and that's never going to happen for me because I'm not worth that and you know it happens for everybody else it doesn't happen for me and I'd be confronted with so much self-loathing irrespective of how I felt of that person yeah it's just 
honestly having my heart activated infinitely, being able to care for that person from a huge distance, knowing that they were a huge part of my history and that they were once loved and and supported by me, but having this greater sense of love for myself than ever before experience post-relationship is every part pleasurable, healing, energetic, spiritual, profound to be able to be conscious of. And yeah, I would say how I've come to that point, I hope all of this makes sense because I'm spending a lot of time talking about it. And, you know, for those of you listening, you might be like, you've gone on a tangent about this ex that you were with when you were a kid. Why? Um, Love is a tricky one. Love is something that all of us want to feel and to experience. And there have been points in my life that I've spent alone behind the scenes, deep in my own thoughts, deep in my own ways and workings, feeling sad, feeling lonely, feeling at a loss because this love wasn't existent. So I thought I was putting so much value on the external and what was lacking and the fact that I didn't have a person to love me. That now I've consciously chosen to embody that love myself to tap into my own essence that emanates from me and every action that I take and choose to make with regards to love physically energetically powerful powerful and I feel like that love that I now have for myself is rippling out it's influencing the people that I connect with is carrying me far beyond what Tara five years ago was hoping for when if she looked at this kind of photo now she'd be self-loathing you know and I feel like that growth comes from discipline but actualization that I need to honor my truth and and just having this integrity to be able to devote myself to my own purpose and having the connection with divinity to be able to choose me. So yeah, it it takes a lot of cultivation. It takes a lot of pain and a lot of work and inner confidence to generate this kind of frequency of self-love. But once you master it, it's such a force, it's such a life force, and it's with you forever. Well, it's within us anyway. It's accessible within us anyway. It just takes acknowledgement and consistency and confidence to tend to it, to tease it out, to activate it, to bring it to life and to embody it. And once, like I said, you do that, once you start acting from a place of self-love and assurance, nothing goes unseen. Nothing goes unseen. You know, you can send love to others and be so secure in yourself that you have such clarity. I legitimately loved seeing that person experience love with another 
and be able to find someone that he can commit to for his eternal life here, I think profoundly beautiful. And yeah, after a very long story of a very old love experience, I wanted to pop this into your reality to offer my method of navigating an experience of self-love. As I said, it's a multi-dimensional concept. It's a divine lesson and it's an advanced practice of sovereignty that will resonate with people who are truly ready. Not everybody listening to this will be ready to operate from that level yet. You know, maybe seeing a picture of an ex right now in your life would be triggering. But this little transmission is, again, just offering love. For those of you who aren't in that place, this is me activating love and sending love out to you. And this is an opportunity for you to take time and take heart and take mind, just letting these light codes percolate for expanding your mind and keeping it open to thoughts and feelings until it clicks, until it feels natural. Yeah, I really hope this helps. It's been quite cathartic for me to be able to refer to that experience because it's taken a lot of accepting and growing and healing. Of course, like most relationships and situations that involve matters of the heart, it's complex. And what I've spoken about and shared is just a smidging. There's more to the story, but you know, the point is love is there and that which is meant for me in accordance with my divine good, my highest good, as for you as well, will be magnetised to you, to me. All that is ours will come to us in time and whether that is the love of another, the love of yourself from yourself, do the embodiment work and just know it's coming. Just know it's coming. So yeah, goddesses, I hope this has brought you some nice feminine light on your Saturday afternoon. Is it afternoon? Is it morning? I don't know. (laughs) I hope you have a great day. Position yourself to allow. Don't force. Be your own guide. Lead yourself to your own ascension and love. And honour your heart. Always honour your heart. all the sovereign sexual women listening to this episode today you understand that your own love is the ingredient to your own healing i've taken the opportunity to liberate myself by indulging in some treats this week at the yoni pleasure palace i got myself a jade crystal pleasure wand which is handcrafted to maximize 
my orgasmic pleasure and I got a red carnelian yoni egg known to help women connect to the womb space and to heal from emotional or sexual woundings and trauma. Know that to connect to your pleasure is to connect to your purpose. It is time for you to feel sovereign and to be free too. Lots of love.